Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Go 24-7 Podcast. My name is Bryce Kuhn. So glad that you decided to join us here on a fantastic Thursday. If you're listening on podcasts, maybe audio only, maybe Spotify, maybe Apple Podcasts, wherever you consume the content, make sure to hit that follow button, subscribe to it, and let us know how we're doing down below. If you're here on the YouTube, we appreciate you as well. Make sure to subscribe that, uh, hit that subscribe button. Make sure to hit that subscribe button on the YouTube, set up notifications so you know when the next content is released. My name is Bryce Kuhn. We got a little fun stuff happening today, a little solo podcast action. My thoughts, my reactions to the SEC releasing LSU's 2024 slate of games. Now, they're not in order. We know that. You see it going down the bottom of the line right there uh, at the bottom of your screen if you're watching. We've got the schedule. I'm going to read it out to you. The home games for LSU. They're going to host Oklahoma, Alabama, Ole Miss, and Vanderbilt. Uh, On the road, the Tigers are going to be traveling to Arkansas, Florida, South Carolina, and Texas A&M. So, Let's kind of break this down, and I want, I've got three points that I want to make throughout this podcast, so stay tuned, stay locked in. We're going to have a fun one here today. The, the first point is LSU's window of opportunity in 2024. When you looked and you watched the release last night over on the SEC Network, uh, one thing stood out to me was you know, teams were having to go places that maybe made them a tad bit uncomfortable. Maybe they haven't been to before creating high-profile matchups. The biggest one that I can, you know, go from here and it stands out to me is going to be Georgia heading to Alabama. That's a primetime game. And LSU knows that after that game, one of the top two teams currently in the SEC is going to have a loss. That bodes well for the Tigers. But with LSU and the way that they're scheduling this window of opportunity that I wanted to talk about, you know, 
I think that the Tigers are sitting in good position. You'll probably be, you know, breaking in a new quarterback, although we'll see how much Nussmeyer gets this fall. He's going to have some playing experience with a, what you would think is a growing and talented roster in Baton Rouge under Brian Kelly. But I think that one of the biggest things is that there's a window here. You get Alabama at home. Uh, Oklahoma, now look, a lot's going to change from 2023 to 2024, but if we're going off of what we saw last, look, Brent Venables has a lot of work to do in Norman. So hosting Oklahoma uh, looks a lot different than it might look in 2024, but right now you have to like the fact that you get the Sooners at home. Uh, another one, Ole Miss, look, I know, you know, SEC fans, we love to rag on each other and everything, but you have to admire the fact that you know Lane Kiffin will bring a talented roster into Baton Rouge when the Rebels come down and play the Tigers. Uh, but what will the quarterback situation look like? Will they be seeing a former LSU Tiger uh, manning the quarterback position, or will it be somebody else? Uh, and then finally, one of the best games you probably could have hoped to get, and it's no disrespect towards Vanderbilt, which, side note, by the way, Vanderbilt – is Vanderbilt, and they got absolutely destroyed, in my opinion, with the schedule, uh, just a brutal schedule. Uh, hey, at least you'll have some fun games to go to. They're home hosting slate. But LSU gets to host Vanderbilt. And so remember, there's no divisions. You don't have the East and you don't have the West. But you get arguably your toughest opponent at home in Alabama. And look, you need no further proof than the fact that LSU beat them in 2022 at home in Brian Kelly's first year. Uh, you know, Movement would say, the logistical aspects of this would say, that LSU could go in there and win that game. Obviously, again, they could do it again, and you get them at home. We know the factor that that brings into it. Looking at the away schedule uh, and, and continuing on this window of opportunity in 2024, you're going to Arkansas. No more K.J. Jefferson. Uh, what will Sam Pittman's team look like? Uh, in 2024, I, I can't tell you that. If I did, I'd have a lot of money and probably wouldn't be doing this podcast. But what will they look like in 2024? You go there, obviously it's a rivalry game, the Battle of the Boot. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. But once again, I don't want to stick and fixate what they did in 2022. What I'd rather do is not really project, but say, hey, they're probably going to change, for better or for worse. We'll see. But Arkansas going on the road there, uh, you have to feel good about you know the fact that you avoided some of the other teams in the SEC and you get to go to Fayetteville. Going with Florida, uh, you knew this game, and we all had a feeling that it would probably stay in the mix. But I think that one of the biggest things going to the Swamp is what will Florida look like in two seasons uh, and from now under Billy Napier, and I mean that after the 2023 season going into 2024. Uh, he'll have had two full seasons under his belt. Uh, is DJ Lagway the quarterback commit? Is he uh, you know, arriving on the scene? Is he being that star player? Does he win the starting job? Uh, do they find their footing offensively? I mean, look, the swamp, and, and I come from a sense of where I was an SEC fan before taking this position covering LSU. So I admired different venues. I admired different programs that you saw across the Southeastern Conference. The swamp is one of the better places to play in the SEC, although if the caliber of the team is not drastically better in 2024 – that road trip, while still challenging, while still provides you know some of the best clips that we saw uh, you know on LSU social media with Tom Petty's "I Won't Back Down" and Brian Kelly and the team singing it, uh, 
it won't provide quite the challenge that I think that, you know, people my age and older think of when they think of, oh, we've got to go into Gainesville and play Florida. We'll see how that pans out. I don't know how it's really going to look. But going to Florida, you feel confident about Brian Kelly taking this team into a hostile environment. Uh, at South Carolina, which I believe is going to be one of the more intriguing matchups in 2024 because of where LSU is heading, in my opinion. I think they're obviously trending upward. I think that's a national, pretty much shared opinion. But I think also the Gamecocks under Shane Beamer, look, you could argue multiple different ways what South Carolina did. Uh, you know, South Carolina was pretty average for the first part of the season and got hot knocking off Tennessee and Clemson in the end of 2022. Entering 2023, you know, this is Spencer Rattler's final year. Do they have the solution behind him at quarterback who's ready to step in in 2024? That's going to be the big, one of the big question marks. So South Carolina has a question mark. Now, what they don't have a question mark of, of is that is a really primetime atmosphere to play in. I've been to a couple of games there, night games at Williams-Brice. I encourage LSU fans to purchase tickets for that one. It's a, it's a really cool atmosphere. Columbia, not a fantastic city in the sense, but that stadium, if it's a night game especially, going to be a lot of fun for LSU fans to make that trip to South Carolina. And then obviously the final game of this conference slate is Texas A&M uh, going to College Station. Uh, you kind of feel like this one was going to stay as well. The SEC kind of pushing this rivalry uh, that has really started ever since that crazy overtime game. Uh, really trying to make that um, bigger in a sense. But the biggest takeaway for these for these games, and as you continue to see uh, the schedule, they kind of rotate across your bottom line if you're watching. We just listed them if you're listening on podcast is there's a window of opportunity. Alabama having to play Georgia in the regular season, like we said earlier, is going to result in one of those teams, which maybe LSU views as, and some fans may, some fans may not, two programs that are probably entrenched a tad higher than, uh, you know, in the sense of where they are in their makeup of the program. And I think Kelly and LSU are going to get there. It's still just year two. But you know that in 2024, one of those teams is going to have one loss. Who else is really going to emerge? Do people expect Oklahoma to make that jump? I, I don't. I think Brent Venables has a lot of work to do over there. Can it be done? I believe so. Oklahoma is a place that you can go and get turned around fairly quickly, especially in this day and age of the transfer portal. Uh, LSU does not have to play Texas. Uh, unfortunately, you know LSU went to Austin in 2019, did not get to play that game in 2020 due to the all-SEC schedule due to COVID-19. I would have loved to see Texas uh, come to Baton Rouge. That'd be amazing. But getting Oklahoma is going to be really cool. And that kind of leads me into the next point is where I love what the SEC did with this schedule. I think that the folks and whether whatever side of the aisle that you sit on in this argument of we want nine games, we want eight games. Well, here's my opinion is the folks screaming that eight games wasn't challenging enough I think the SEC pretty much evened out what people were concerned about. I think that they did a great job of scheduling, having primetime matchups. And much like people on SEC Network's um, reveal show last evening said, the Georgia-Alabama regular season matchup really takes away a lot of the rift that I think people had with the SEC scheduling model. And so, look, if they decide to go to nine games in 2025, fantastic. But we're talking about 2024, and I think that there's going to be no lack of a challenging schedule. Uh, and it brings me kind of, uh, you know, parlaying LSU into this conversation of where the SEC did a good job. And don't forget, 
Uh, LSU is going to be playing UCLA and USC in 2024. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, and I think that you have to be happy, too, you don't get nine conference games because that would probably be one of the more challenging schedules in the entire country. Um, obviously playing USC in Las Vegas and hosting the Bruins, who will obviously be making and getting ready for their Big Ten uh, debut as well. So, look, there, there's a lot of things I think that LSU can take away and be happy about leaving uh, the reveal show and saying, hey, you know, there's challenging games. We're going to learn a lot about ourselves. But also, this isn't one where you say, man, the schedule's going to be daunting. Um, so I think, look, I think fans are winners of this. I think you get to go some great home games. You get Oklahoma, you get Alabama, you get Ole Miss. Uh, for the fans that, you know, the diehards that get to have the opportunity to go on the road, you know, going a chance to play Arkansas, Florida, South Carolina, and then you add in the non-conference games in USC and UCLA, I think fans are winners in this too. So I, I really do like how the schedule shapes up. Uh, the final point of this, and this comes more of a question to you, the viewers, the listeners. So let me know if you're listening to the podcast. Let us know in the comments section, uh, just wherever you get your podcast. Hit me up on social media. You see me at Bryce underscore Coon or at Go247 or right here in the YouTube comments. LSU not having Mississippi State and Auburn on the schedule. And I'll start with the Bulldogs. Uh, I believe since the 1920s that the LSU and uh, Mississippi State programs will not be facing off. You know, that seems to be a tradition. It seems to be, obviously, with the SEC West and SEC East no longer being apart, you knew there were going to have to be sacrifices being made. And in the spirit of wanting to keep the LSU-Florida rivalry going, the LSU-A&M and Arkansas, uh, Mississippi State was one of those programs that uh, kind of was on the chopping block. And so I want to get the opinion of that because when you have a rivalry, a matchup that dates back so long, and you know it's seemingly every single year one of those early season SEC conference games, uh, it provides a lot of information about your team. Uh, you know, you can always circle and say, hey, you know, we're either going to Starkville or they're coming here to kind of see what's going on. And so, you know, that, that one for me, and, I, and I'll give my kind of personal opinion on it, is not as huge as the next one. And I'll explain that here. Uh, LSU not playing Auburn. I want to know how you feel about that because here's how I feel. LSU and Auburn, for me, before I took this position, was always, as a casual observer, not a fan, a, neut a neutral observer, not a fan of either team, that's one of the more fun matchups to watch every single year, no matter which team is up, which team is down. And I only have to point to last season uh, in Jordan-Hare Stadium in Auburn, where uh, Auburn got out to the early lead, never scored again, and LSU ended up winning that game. So I think that when you see these battles between a programs like LSU and Auburn that truly maybe aren't rivals, but... I'll even make it more personal. I grew up on the banks of the Chattahoochee River, right on the Georgia-Alabama line, 30 minutes from Auburn. So I'm friends with Auburn for, uh, fans. I, I have family that are diehard Auburn fans, the Auburn grads. And even some of the early text messages last night and into this morning about where and, and how do LSU fans feel about it, that's kind of to gauge the temperature of, of what you all feel about it. I, I'm going to miss that game. Now, look, it's not set in stone. If this changes in 2025, Auburn can definitely be a part of it. But to not have that game on the slate, uh, I think is probably the one maybe black eye of, of the situation in the sense. Now, not a big one. You still, I like I said, I think the fans won out in this. I think that the program won out in this. And the window of opportunities there where this is a manageable schedule, and that'll be our last point. But wrapping up on the Auburn topic, look, I think that uh, it's a great matchup year in, year out. There's a lot of uh, great hatred between the two teams, great passion between both fan bases. And so when you lose a game like that, 
it's a product of where we're moving in this sport. And we're moving to what is going to generate the most money. It's going to be, obviously, two more teams joining the conference. You're going to lose out on opportunities like that. And so I hate that in the sense. Would love to get your thoughts. Let me know, like I said, down in the comments below. Mississippi State, Auburn, not on the schedule for the first time in a long time. Mississippi State, I believe, since 1920s, and Auburn, I think, since 1990s. So, uh, you know, both before I was born in the sense of where I have always grown up seeing LSU play these two teams. It's become second nature that when you look at the schedule or, you know, you get your pocket schedule or your preview magazine around this time of year, every single year, you're used to seeing those games on the schedule. And so I think that when we turn and look and we don't see those in 2024, uh, what's the gut feeling in that? And, and let me know down below. Uh, the final point here that I want to make with this the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I love also what the SEC did in bringing Oklahoma and Texas and saying they're going to play all 14 teams in the sense of Oklahoma's going to play seven, Texas will play seven. You're not going to overlap in the SEC, but you're going to play one of each. It's a great integration of these programs into the SEC. Uh, they were joking about it on the SEC Network. What better way to introduce and saying, hey, here you go. And Look, this is not a knock on the Big 12, but I think that the folks here listening, the folks here watching can understand is that with Texas and Oklahoma entering into this conference, you're going to have uh, the sense of where do we belong? And you replace games against Kansas, Kansas State, who won the Big 12 last year, but Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, that... They're good, but are they consistently good? I don't know. But you're making them go to Oklahoma uh, or to Ole Miss. You're making them play at LSU, uh, you know, Alabama, Georgia, Florida. Uh, you know, Texas's schedule. They're going to host Georgia and Florida, and I believe uh, they're going to Alabama. I don't have that right in front of me, so don't judge me on that one. Let me know uh, what I got wrong down in the comments below. But, but all of this to say is I love how they did this in the spirit of the eight-game schedule. There's a lot of conversation with the meetings down in Destin just a couple weeks ago about where they would go with this. They decided on eight games for 2024, and I think they knocked this out of the park. I really love where LSU sits in the schedule. I think it favorably gives them an opportunity to, you know, 
beat an Oklahoma team that's going to be new to the SEC still fairly early on in Brent Venable's tenure and hosting an Oklahoma program that under Lincoln Riley, probably a higher profile matchup. Now, like I said, Oklahoma could definitely buck that trend and turn things around here very quickly. But getting Alabama at home, getting Oklahoma at home is huge and Ole Miss as well. I love where LSU sits. Nowhere on that road schedule do I look at it and I say, okay, we there's no shot we're winning at Arkansas. There's no shot that they're going to win in Florida. There's no shot they're going to win at South Carolina. There's no shot they're going to win in College Station. All four of those are manageable road atmospheres for an LSU program that is going to be battle-tested, in my opinion, when it comes to atmosphere, better than anyone. So I really like where the Tigers sit. Don't forget about those non-conference games, uh, the, the 10 games that we know right now, obviously, with UCLA and USC, and not USC Junior, Southern California out there on the West Coast, formerly of the Pac-12, getting ready to join the Big Ten. This is reacting to the SEC release last night of LSU's 2024 opponents. Obviously, we don't know the dates, we don't know the order, but it is exciting nonetheless to see these programs be announced and us get a little glimpse into what the future of the SEC and LSU schedule will look like. My name is Bryce Kuhn, and thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to do more of these solo podcasts. We're going to have Glenn Westholm. We're going to have Sonny Ship. We're going to have Dylan Sanders. We're going to do some live shows where we ask you and let you interact with some comments about your thoughts. We're going to do maybe some bold predictions here. Uh, don't forget, a couple of uh, housekeeping right here as we get ready to close the show out. SEC is represented in Omaha. The LSU Tigers are there. Let us know in the comments down below if you're supporting LSU over the next week or two. We hope it's two, almost two weeks, while with the Tigers being in Omaha for the College World Series. And don't forget, we are a little under a month away uh, from the, or I should say a little over a, over a month away. Got to get the over-under correctly, especially during the season. But a little over a month away from SEC Media Days in Nashville. Glenn West, obviously, will be going. I hopefully will be going as well as we provide some great coverage, some good interviews, and all the content you want like you've never seen before here on this channel, the one-stop shop for all things LSU Tigers. My name is Bryce Coon. This is the Go 24-7 Podcast once again. To finally, to hit it home, if you are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you might be finding this audio, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, follow the podcast, follow me at Bryce underscore Kuhn on Twitter, hit us up on social media with Go247, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Set up the notifications so you know that when we go live, we're going to have great content, like we said, interviews with commits and recruits. It's going to be a lot of fun as we expand the brand of the Go247 YouTube channel. We'll catch you next time. My name is Bryce Kuhn. This this has been another episode of the Go 24-7 Podcast. You deserve the truth. The enemy is at our gates. The fight for humanity. I look at your faces. I do not see defeat. No! And I do not see surrender. It's far from over. You will not make that stand alone. We have something the enemy does not. We have heroes. Halo. New season now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.